everyone. Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of When I Grew Up. On today's episode, I have my friend Angie Yoon with me. Hey, Angie, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Um, thank you so much for being with me tonight. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, I record podcasts in the evening after um, my kids go down to sleep. And Angie is also here with me after she's put her kids down to sleep. <laughs> yes. So after a long day of uh, parenting and mm-hmm. what she's going to tell us what she does, you know, for a living. Um, but, you know, I'm so thankful for you just making this space to share your story today. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, yes, it's my pleasure. Um, so before, um, oh, I guess before we, you share your actual story, we should tell people what it is that you do. So Angie, what do you do? Um, I am a cellist, but right now I don't perform, so I mainly teach. So I'm a music teacher um, in a private studio. Yes. yes. So Unji, just on a personal note, um, Unji is also um, my firstborn Eli's piano teacher. Um, yes. And like she, I, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but you know, I, I sit with Zoe, my daughter, um, as Angie's teaching Eli, and I listen to what she's doing and how she's doing it. Um, and man, Angie, I've just—I mean, I don't—I don't know a lot of piano teachers, but I just feel like your ability to teach a four-year-old like certain <laughs> concepts, right, and then like make it fun with games and stuff, and he just gets so interested in it. I'm so thankful. Mm-hmm that uh, you're yeah Eli's piano teacher and I just feel like it's such a gift that you have so I'm excited to hear more about your story as a musician as a cellist and how you got to be where you are today um but before we get into your story um yeah what is it like being a music teacher like yeah I don't even know how to ask you really like what your day is like because I know it's like private lessons right Uh uh-huh so, yeah, could you kind of tell me what it's like to be a music teacher? Yes. Yeah, so um, I believe every teacher has different routine in daily lives. But my life um, looks like I wake up in the morning. I prep in the morning, very short time, like mm-hmm. five minutes, just go through the students that I'll be teaching today. And I'll do most of the prep the night before. So I'll go over the um, the concept that we're learning, like mm-hmm. theory, theory and any um, concerns that I had for that student, um, I will go over that. And I will spend the morning with my kids. And graciously, my mom-in-law takes care of the kids while I practice for an hour, which is really good. Forever <laughs> grateful for that. So I practice for an hour. Um, and then usually my um, studio opens between 10 to 12 and from 3 to 6. And I teach from home mm-hmm. so okay. that's m- monday tuesday and i take a break on wednesday and thursday friday i teach saturday i spend time with my family and sunday i spend like one to two hours prepping like if there's any game that i want to do with my um, students i will make them like print laminate and yeah just prepare those materials Wow. Okay. So the first question that comes to mind for me is, um, you know, you're saying um, 
you prep for your students beforehand. So, and then you also like think about uh, maybe some concerns that you have for particular mm-hmm. students. So, like, do you make like mental notes as you are like teaching them, or do you have to like write it down for each student? Like, kind of. I have to write it down. So okay. when the student leaves, as soon as they leave, uh-huh. I write them down. Okay. So I have a notebook that has um, each student's name, and I will write down like lesson notes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then like, um, okay. So I know that I don't know because you've been. When did you move to Atlanta? It hasn't even been a year. Last right? June. It has. Oh, been. It's, been it's a year. almost like a week. Um, oh my yeah. gosh that's crazy <laughs> I know I think I came in um 17th of June right oh my gosh it seems like not that long ago I know yes. but it's already been a year that's so <laughs> yeah. crazy okay so like um it's my understanding that in Atlanta you have a lot of younger students is that mm-hmm. right yes. um what is the age group um, from four to ten. Okay. Mainly, that's piano, uh-huh. but I teach cello online because I used to have the students from New Jersey, so I am uh, still teaching them, and like, yeah. Oh wow! Okay, I want to get back to that because I'm so curious <laughs> about how how that works. But, um, so. Is your approach in teaching music different depending on their age? Yes. And Very. how is it different? Um, not necessarily about the content, uh-huh. but the approach is very different. It's like, I almost think of as if I'm playing with four-year-old and versus playing with 10 years old. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. four-year-old they don't have any they have um, weaker motivations than 10 years old and they have different motivations for example four-year-old your son um their motivation is to move the animals from left to right after they play one time mm-hmm. that's their motivation mm-hmm. but 10 years old they their motivation is to play certain kinds of music okay that makes sense Mm -hmm. Uh, so like these concepts that you're even explaining right now like do did you learn that in school or is that something you learned as a music teacher yes I am constantly learning and how do you learn these skills um I I joined this um vibrant music teacher group okay and also I joined like many different um communities like teach music teacher communities and then they share ideas so I take some of that from that community and also like um reading from reading books about like how a child develops mm. their brains or something man I feel like that's so beneficial for even having your own children Yes, uh huh. <laughs> it's very interesting. That's what I like about teaching kids. Mm. Yeah. Wait, what do you like about teaching? Because, like, um, I don't know. It almost seems like um, 
the, the one of the things that really excites me about teaching the younger kids is that depending on how I say it and how I describe things, mm-hmm. their approach to it, to that concept changes dramatically. Mm. If I explain, let's say, if I explain a quarter note and say, this is a quarter note and it's called ta, it's one beat, all the information at once, they're going to just say, whoa, what's, what's happening? They will just maybe shut off. But, um, you know, I'm reading the Montessori method. Uh-huh. And what they say is like three-part lesson. You have to um, say what this concept is. So just one at a time, I would say, this is quarter note. This is half note. And, they, and then I have to um, ask them, can you point to the quarter note? And they will point to the quarter note. Can you point to the half note? They'll point to the half note. And then the third question goes to, what is this? And then if they cannot answer what that quarter note is, I go back to the first lesson. This is quarter note. This is half note. That kind of thing. (laughs) Wow. I'm like, even myself, I'm like, oh, is that how I'm supposed to teach my kids? (laughs) 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 Wow. Okay. That makes a lot of sense, though. Mm -hmm. And so um, skills like that, you're saying like you've read books Mm-hmm. on your own and then like yeah, you yeah. guys kind of share that's cool that you guys share resources and stuff like yes that. Mm-hmm. it's really helpful is that community very like open to sharing though like they're very yes. like okay mm-hmm. that's very cool i think that's really neat okay so your cell your cellist cello student mm-hmm. i'm sorry mm-hmm. your cello student that you do through zoom i mean i i mean it's interesting because it's like one, because you moved, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't really talk to them or do mm-hmm. in-person lessons. And two, it's almost like not that unusual because I feel like the pandemic has yeah. almost promoted yeah. a Zoom classroom for yes. many mm-hmm. people. Not just music, but a lot of other things. Like, for example, mm-hmm. I know um, Eli's Taekwondo like place. They also mm-hmm. do online classes, right? Because wow. of the pandemic. But ha- I'm sure it's really challenging. Like, how is it that you are able to do an effective lesson through Zoom mm. for your student? Um, because cello is by major, I can tell what the problem is just by listening mm. to their sound and like seeing how they're playing it's really easy for me to catch the problem. Mm -hmm. So that's, but like, I wish that I would be next to them and like touching their hand Mm. and like having them feel what it feels like to be loosened, you know? Mm. Yeah. There are certain things that definitely limit Yeah. Have you had any like, um, like moments as you're teaching through zoom that have been like really eye opening for you? Um, or yeah. like, ha- yes. uh, I'm curious to like, I mean, I'm sure like you have to learn to articulate things yes. better. Yes, yes, yes. So like before I would never write things down, like what I'm about to say, like how I'm going to say, but since I have this limited time to explain this physical concept, I read books 
and try to find the like verb or word that would describe what I'm about to say perfectly. Like, so yeah, I would write those things down and then we'll say it and then see if that clicks, that shouldn't. If it does, yay. If not, I will just go back and search another words or something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> like just even the fact that you have to think about that. Mm, you yeah. know? It's it's fun. <laughs> That's why you're a music teacher and I'm yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That's cool. Um, so how does one go about finding students? Mm. Um, there's there's a venue called Thumbtack and also there's Lesson.com and word of mouth. Mm. Okay. So there are resources for you to put yourself out there that yes. you are available mm-hmm. to teach music. Okay. Um, so... Um, I guess we should, I like, I feel like I should ask you more questions about your actual job, but then mm-hmm. at the same time, I feel like the questions might come to me as you share your story. So do you think you can take us back to the beginning? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like why are, why did you study music? And even mm-hmm. like back to like your high school days, like when did this all start for you? It all started when I was in middle school. Oh, wow. One day, my mom came and said, like, would you be interested in learning cello? Because um, in church orchestra, there were no cellists. So, like, violinist, violist, flautist, but no cellists. So, my mom um, gathered six students, including my brother, and had a group cello lesson. And it, it, we did a month for a month. But then the, um, the teacher got pregnant and had a baby. So we had to stop. I still had a cello. Uh, my mom asked me if I'm interest, I would be interested in continuing the cello. So I said, okay. And um, the teacher that I had um, told my mom that I have a talent and I should meet this teacher, another teacher. And I got introduced as a teacher, amazing teacher. Um, and from that on, the teacher um, recommended applying for an art school in South Korea. It's called K1 High School of Arts. So I pretty much started very late. I started when I was at 12. That, that's late? late? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really? So even, I, for, even for like a, an instrument of that... I don't know. I just feel like it's a complex instrument. Uh-huh. But yeah. people start people, younger? Oh, yeah. People start at like four, five, six. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. So I started around the 12. And I studied this one music just for this edition for this high school. And I just practiced it for a year. And then I got into the high school. And then it just, yeah. From that on, I continued to play cello. Okay, so in high school, like, what does it mean that it's an art school? Like, what is what is different? Uh, we have four. We had four different departments: department of music, department of um, acting. I don't know what's it called, but department of art, like drawing art, uh-huh. and department of dance. Oh wow! Yes. Mm-hmm. 
And so you were in the music department. Yeah. And then, so I'm just assuming that the curriculum, including your academic academic classes, included music classes. Yes. So we don't follow the standard high school program, the curriculum. We follow it until the first year of high school, and then, because uh, I because I went to the school high school in Korea, we have this um. Sunung, the exam that you have to take in order to go to the university. Mm-hmm. So we just study for that two subjects, no three. So like um, Korean, English, and social studies. Oh, besides really? that, it's all music. Yes, and that's unique to your school, or all all high schools in Korea. No, 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 our school. Okay, 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 yeah. okay. Wow, but okay. So then, um, you when did you like? So, okay, uh, uh-huh. everybody at your school that's mm-hmm. in music, their plan going to university. Like, is it like they want to be music majors? Like everybody, or yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, their goal is to go to the highest ranking university in South Korea. Mm-hmm. Is it or very even, competitive? It is competitive. Yes. So in high school, yeah, it's it's best if you win competitions so that you get um, this, you know, um, you get exposed to a lot of professors and teachers so that they would. Um, be interested in you sure yeah yeah like they're uh-huh, scouting yes. you yeah yes 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 mm-hmm. there are competitions can we talk about that <laughs> <laughs> like what do you mean there are competitions there's music competitions classical music competitions so uh-huh. um yeah it, there are big ones like which gives if you win this competition Men does not need to do the mandatory military service. Yeah, really, it's a big one. Uh-huh. that's a big one, and the small ones for high school students. Yeah, have you done the big one? No. Okay. <laughs> that one is mostly for college. Uh, I guess that that one's mostly for college years. I see. I yeah. see. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, like. Um, okay, can you like take me through what a competition would look like? Like, you get so there, there uh-huh. would be an announcement, uh-huh. and they they have the preliminary second round, oh, first round and second round, okay. which is mostly the final round. Um, they each give you three pieces, most likely, and then you get to pick one of them, like on the spot, like you don't know what they are. No, 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 no. no. In advance. Okay, okay. Yes. I was gonna yes. say. I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> that's cruel. <laughs> yeah. So you get to pick, and you get to prepare them for like three months, more than that. And then you go play. You fail or win, and then you go to the next round. Oh, okay. So how many rounds are you said three? Two or three. Okay. And then, like, what are you like? What are they judging you off of? That's a very good question. Musicality, <laughs> like 
playing. I mean. Okay, at this point, you know, if you're at this mm-hmm. competition, I would imagine like there aren't too many mistakes being made. Are there? Um, yes. Oh, really? So they those who make mistakes will fail. Okay. Yeah. Like right mm-hmm. away. Like there's no No, no, no. They would listen, uh-huh. but then they would stop. It's like, "Oh, it's okay." Thank you. <gasps> so interesting. Okay. And then like, say, say you do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. But then like, you're playing, if you're playing the same song as somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, like, what are they judging it off of? Um, your color, mm-hmm. the way of playing, technique, many things. Okay. But it's very subjective. Okay. Like, yes. subjective meaning, like, the, whatever the judge yes. likes more? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's tough. That is tough. So, like, what... Did you like competing? Um, I... Do. But at the same time, not really. But I, I do like to prepare myself to that most refined like place mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and mm-hmm. because like this is like something i'm not like the most musical person in my family and my family is pretty musical actually but <laughs> but and so like to hear this side of it all it's very interesting for me okay so you graduate high school, mm-hmm. then what happens? And then um, my teacher recommended this audition for um, Royal Northern College of Music, which is in England. So they travel around the world to give audition so that they, the students won't have to fly to England to take auditions. So the school travels around the world and take auditions at that spot. So they will go to Hong Kong, South Korea, China. Mm-hmm. So I, I took that audition and I was lucky. So I got in. And from that on, I studied like English, like TOEFL. It wasn't TOEFL, but something else. And then, yeah. Okay, I'm sure you weren't lucky, I'm sure. <laughs> but but um and if you're wondering about Inji's um English accent, it's because she learned her English in England. Right? Is that right? Yeah, I mean we we studied in Korea. We took like English exam, uh-huh, but uh-huh. that's the Yeah, I would say that I learned English from my um my bachelor years yes yeah because like especially if you're like completely immersed in a culture too I feel like you just kind of become where you're living a little bit yeah too. Mm-hmm. so um why if you don't mind me asking why did your teacher like kind of recommend that you try out for this or audition for this particular school um it's because um my teacher went to the schools in Germany and um, America. And that's most of the teachers in South Korea. 
because they took a path where they will go to high school and they will go to the university either in South Korea or in the foreign country uh-huh. and then they will get master's degree or um, artist degree even um, BMA uh, doctor's degree oh wow okay in America or Germany England and then they will come back to South Korea and teach oh wow so they just felt like it would suit you to go to a different country to study um that specific school had the teacher that she studied with so she wanted me to learn from her oh um why (laughs) because um Because she she saw that I loved playing cello and I wanted to learn more. Mm. But she, I think she thought that there were not many opportunities in South Korea for me to learn because it's very red ocean. Mm. So, because um, like... I'm sorry, I don't know what that term means. Um, I studied late. So I was already late in that race I see. of becoming the best in the classical music field. There were a lot of prodigies. Um, professors would know this, this, this people, like cellists who do well. And I was not in that pool already. Mm. And so my teacher um, recommended that school because I needed more um, opportunities to play and learn and like experience mm-hmm. what the classical music is yes your teacher sounds really great that she oh, was like she is championing yes. you, you yes know? yes yes wow mm-hmm. okay so you go to England mm-hmm. and and I met this teacher Karen Georgian uh-huh. which is amazing she's Russian um she basically taught me how to play cello what do you mean? Like, You've been playing all your I, life. What does that mean? <laughs> I know. I I was handling. I was just playing the instrument, but she taught me how to breathe with cello, like, like how to become one with cello, like very very in depth. I love it. Uh, yes, it was life changing, and that's be- because of that. I can still play cello. That's amazing. So um, what do you learn at a music school? Um, we learn, of course, our instrument, our major. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also get to learn um, early music and music theory, mm-hmm. music history. Mm-hmm. And we get to do orchestra. We get to do chamber music. Okay. So, like, what does that mean for somebody that doesn't um, know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, music theory is like quarter note, half note. That's okay. the very basic one, and okay. then how to re how to um, analyze music, uh-huh. like how this how the Beethoven's music is different from Chopin. Okay. How okay. music that's also related to the music history. How the music um, served people in a different way like in classical music romantic area and like yeah 
throughout the history, basically. Okay. okay. Uh huh. And、um, chamber music is group of three, two, four. It's more than two, but not as big as orchestra. That's called chamber music. You get to explore more repertoire by、um, many composers, and you get to hang out with your friends in the music、um, settings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And orchestra, you go to the concert hall. You see orchestra. That's orchestra. Yeah. Wow. So that's. Sounds really exciting for somebody that loves music. <laughs>、uh-huh. Yes. So in、um, in college, yeah, your responsibility is for you to see what fits you best. See if you like chamber music, or like orchestra music, or even not what you like, but what what people say that your sound is more like more like your sound suits more to chamber music、mm. or orchestra. It's your responsibility to define your characteristic of playing. Interesting. So, okay, I have a couple questions actually. My first one is, you know, you're ex- explaining music theory, music history, and all those things too. But you know, you're a cellist,、um, mm-hmm. um, but that doesn't always go hand in hand. I feel like you know, like your love for your instrument and playing it, and then the love of the the theory and all of those things. Did but for you, like. Did you enjoy all those things? Uh huh. Yeah, it goes. They're related to each other so close.、Mm. Like the way you articulate one note from eighteenth century without knowing the context, what's been, what was going on in music history, you, you're just. Making sound out of instrument, not playing that piece because the repertoire piece is like um, um, a letter from a composer, and you cannot understand what the composer's intention is without knowing what's been going on. So it goes; it's very, very closely related. Yes. That is like so it gets really fascinating. So beautiful. <laughs> That is, yeah. Like I'm like, yeah. I mean, for just you know, because I'm just not very intentional with music in itself. I'm sure my husband would be a lot more like he. Feels it differently, but for、mm. you to explain it in that way, I'm like, yeah, that's extremely fascinating.、Yeah. Like, how could you not fall in love with? The music、yeah. you're playing, if you if you know the history, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's pretty cool. I never heard it like someone explain it to me that way. But、um, I I got excited. So can I explain one more thing? Please, yes, I want to hear. For example, yes, for example,、um, we say romantic music, but we don't know what that is. Right? It's very vague. But romantic music is from eighteen, like thirty to closely to nineteen hundred, and that was not only in music. What was happening in music, but that was just the whole trend that was going on. It's because of the and um, um, you know there has been um, change in production, like how the mass production happened. People were craving for something very、um, organic, 
mm. plain love. You know, I just want to enjoy my life. This mass production and industrial thing, it just grossed me out. So people were、um, getting more into just organic and loving things, and that's what that how that trend evolved. And from that on, people began to focus on emotions, love. They, unfortunately, they began to put humans' emotions and heart on top of the God's will, and like、mm. what the Bible is saying. Yeah. So, if you were to play the music from Romantic Area,、um, era, sorry, you need to understand what's been happening in composer's life. If this composer was, um, um, if this phrase was to. Thing love or despair, yeah, those kind of things. It's really, really, really fun. Yeah, no, it sounds fun.、Um, yeah. I mean, what comes to mind, even like I don't even know if this is the same thing, but like,、um, like in your lessons with Eli, my son,、um, I've occasionally heard you ask him, like Eli, like. What does this sound like? Happy or sad, or how does it、mm -hmm. make you feel? And so、mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of what you're explaining to me right now. Is like、mm -hmm. there are certain eras that had、yes. certain types of feeling and emotion through music.、Mm -hmm. And personally, I love that you guys have those conversations during lesson、mm -hmm. time because I think that's like I feel like you're really teaching him like that music is more than just like. You learning how to read notes、oh, and、yeah. play it, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and for that, I'm like, okay, like this makes more sense to me. Because, like, if、mm. I'm honest, I mean, I don't think that many people's story is like、um, not sim. I'm sure it's very similar to my story, like as far as learning piano goes, right?、Mm -hmm. Like, I know you didn't grow up in the states, but like here, it's like. Yeah, I played music. I played piano because my parents made me play, and I never practiced, and <laughs> so I quit. You know, like and I, yeah, I hated yeah, it, yeah. right? And it's like, so I just really appreciate your background and what you've learned in your schooling、mm -hmm. about history and things like that, and you really taking it to be this what I believe to be an amazing music teacher. So. Oh, Yeah. No. Yeah. So I just wanted to highlight that because, really, it's like so、um, interesting how things have translated into your、uh, into your job through your major.、Mm. Yes. And like,、um, yeah, it's just really cool. But、mm. okay. But anyways, was there anything else you wanted、mm. to share? <laughs> no. <On that? laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Well,、um, okay. My other question was: Okay, you said that you know your main goal、um, in college, in your bachelor years, is to kind of figure out where you kind、mm -hmm. of fit, or where、mm -hmm. other people think you fit. Did you figure that out for during your time there? No. So I was at the end of the year. That was around the time where people began to、um, apply for a job, like、um, audition for orchestra.、Mm -hmm. um, I see a lot of students in the state 
automatically thinks of applying for a master's degree, but that was not the case in England. Mm. Um, most of my friends didn't go to um, the university to pursue the further study, but they would just um, gig mm-hmm. audition for orchestra. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but um, I had friend from my hometown, which is Jeju in South Korea. Um, I heard that she was in Rochester in New York. Um, so I have, I was like, oh, maybe this would be my last opportunity to use my parents' money to travel abroad. So why not just go? So I contacted the professor at that uh, Eastman College, of, uh, Eastman School of Music, and I, I got to have some trial lessons with him. And yeah, I, re- I clearly remember the first flight that I had to America. Like the smell, the scenery, and also the sound, everything. That was a really cool experience. Oh, wow. So what was it like? Like, did you, was it everything you had thought it was going to be? Or yeah, what was it like for you? Like being in America? Yeah. (laughs) I felt like I was watching a movie. (gasps) Really? Because like all the houses were so big. Right. Something I'm sure is not like you see yeah. every day in especially in Korea but I don't know how it is in mm-hmm. England but I, the, like from Potter. the movies that I see they're not big yeah. houses but... mm-hmm. no, 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 yeah. so I yeah see. it was very new and also even the teaching style it was different mm. I thought I didn't because I believe that I had a great teacher I thought I all I needed was to just practice and learn from experience, audition for orchestra and stuff. But after having trial lessons, we're supposed to have 30 minutes lesson, but that extended to two hour lessons straight, 12 lessons. And we were connecting so well. It was so fascinating because his approach was completely different from what I've learned. Mm -hmm. And I felt the need to come to this school to study with this professor. So I came back to England and I applied for the school and yeah, I got in and that's when I moved to America. Oh, wow. So um, uh, just to clarify, you applied to this school and you got in, but this is a master's program in music. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um what does that entail? Like, so for you, it, from what I'm hearing, it was for because you just wanted to grow and learn mm-hmm. more from this particular teacher. Um, but usually, when someone applies or does a master's program, like, why would they do it? Um, because of the school, the the quality that the school provides. So Eastman School of Music specifically. Uh, Um, It's very famous for having a great curriculum in music theory and music history. Mm. That's one of, I think, I I think that's the first music school ever in America. Oh. Yes. So they have a really um, long history. Um, And yes, for sure, they're classes are amazing mm. and very tough 
like mm-hmm. how are they tough? I was going to ask you um, what are some challenges you faced in getting your masters, so but I am not really good at writing, but there are a lot of writing and reading involved in class and it's just that their level of sharing was beyond my imagination because there were um children from Yale, Harvard, mm. they would come and like they were not even they didn't even major in instrument they were like majoring in business and then they suddenly came to the school and were like they had a better knowledge more knowledge and more intelligent than me I'm like what the what is this Mm. that then I humbled myself (laughs) and that's probably um, the time that I really treated music as one of the study that you can use to um, relate yourself to the world. Yeah, because I've seen many colleagues using music as a tool to change world and how they view the world. So it was very eye-opening experience. Oh, interesting. So how long is a master's program? Two years. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And um, now that you have a master's in music, like what mm-hmm. were some next steps for you? Um, people who want to teach in university mm-hmm. would apply for a doctorate. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, I have no passion being a professor, so mm-hmm. I didn't apply for a doctorate. Study mm-hmm. and um. I, I really wanted to be an orchestral musician. Oh. So I, while I was doing master's, so <laughs> students who are uh, enrolled in master's degree, very huge responsibility is to find what their next step is. So I applied for festivals, orchestra auditions, and so many things. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then what happened? Um, again, it's, I hit, I I hit this boundary, I would say this bubble where I cannot, um, it was just the pool that I wasn't invited to. Um, so there are certain festivals for really, really, advanced level student um and in order to get into that festival of course you have to be good at it but you also have to have like good teachers or teachers who is it more involved in that festival know someone of so like um, just networking yeah networking yes okay that was the bubble that i hit and I got frustrated. Right. Yes. So from that point, I began to audition for orchestra. Mm-hmm. That was tough. <laughs> and I was very selfish. My, I thought I was mature in my faith, but I wasn't. I prayed to God, Lord, I have this cert- uh, limited time I can spend in America I'm going to audition for 10 orchestra. 
<laughs> would you just open any door if this is the path that you have for me mm. so I, I auditioned for like 13 orchestras um yeah there are that I, many orchestras like so many so many really yes. Like, mm-hmm. so like, um, sorry, I want you to finish your story, but I just, I'm just so, cause like for me, it's like, like, you know, the Atlanta symphony orchestra, mm-hmm. but then like, are there more like in the state? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, uh-huh. like where are these orchestras play? <laughs> um, so you basically can imagine every city having an orchestra, but okay. the orchestra that I'm applying to is. The, it's big enough to give me a work visa. Okay. Right. So I'm applying for, like, it could be Atlanta Symphony Orchestra, but like any orchestra that I, they have a vacant. I see. Um, vacancy, yeah. And then like, these are like, okay, well, okay. So you, you, I'll ask you in a second, but so you applied to 13 or you auditioned mm-hmm. for 13 and then what happened? Yes. Um, I didn't get into a single one, but I got, um, this, um, oh, I forgot the term. Oh, I'm so sorry. But this gigging position, um, oh, substitute. Okay. uh So if uh one person is not available, they will contact me and I will just substitute for them. Okay. Mm Um, so I applied for, um, this work visa that I get to have one year more in America um so OPT visa is that right o- yes yeah OPT yes yeah uh-huh. so for for other other uh, majors they have to have a job in order to apply for this but for music students you can simply say that you're preparing for audition or competition and you can just submit the hours that you're practicing and yeah, like the hours you're gigging. Um, so that was convenient. And I, that's the time that I met my husband, Josh, in Rochester. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that's so funny to me. I don't know why. <laughs> um, well, no, because like, you know, because David is Brazilian and he mm-hmm. he was on OPT and then, like, oh, we got yeah. married. So, like, uh-huh. <laughs> maybe yes. that's why it's funny to me. Because I'm like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. know how it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. What year was that? 2017. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, but so you did, so you didn't really get the job for any of the orchestras or is it is it a mm-hmm. job oh um, part-time i would consider okay there are many musicians who have substitute um, position contract for many orchestra i see okay but yeah. say you get like full like you like you audition and they say yes like be in our orchestra is that a full-time uh-huh. job or yes that is a full-time job like in sh- in, in short you get a health insurance instrument insurance full benefit really why am I like because like I mean I just don't ask these questions you know to Mm -hmm. people but like I just so are they playing music all the time I'm sorry for my ignorance please educate me but like like, Uh so there are 
two rehearsals in a week, like orchestra, uh-huh. two rehearsals in a week, and then they will have regular concerts. Um, and I believe that the principal, uh, the first chair, uh-huh, like uh-huh. principal, um, they get paid more for doing more. So um, if they need a soloist, they would have to play. Yes, they have more responsibility and it's much harder to get into that position. You'll be amazed to hear how much like Boston Symphony principal players earn. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? Can you tell me? Um, <laughs> I forgot, but it's a lot. So like, like it's, they don't need another job. No, but okay. they usually have another job. Okay. That's like guaranteed because like the school nearby would scout them as a professor. Oh. And they would like, yeah. I feel like this is a world I like just would never think about. Like this music <laughs> yeah. world. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, a lot of the worlds that you know people share with me on the podcast i never think about but this one uh-huh. in particular i'm like wow it's like a whole nother yeah. network of people you know what i mean i know yeah mm-hmm. um interesting okay so like mm, sorry you said they have two rehearsals a week is that what you said yeah most likely and then like when do they perform um it could be anything, like, depends on that music director. If the music director um, decided to do the regular concert, like, every month, it would be every month. If they decided to, like, Friday, um, more friendly concert with conductor talking, it would be Friday. Yeah. It okay. So what's kind of crazy director. to me, NG, is because, like, I guess, you know, again, I just have no idea. I mean, you know, you have your master's in music mm-hmm. and you're an amazing what i i think is a very talented cellist right um i mean is it just that competitive that they wouldn't that you auditioned and didn't get in it's very competitive very very if you wait if you make one mistake you can yeah you pretty much failed wow yes i mean so and like, like Okay. They they are looking for this certain color way of play. I'm not necessarily saying that the one that who got into the audition is better than the one who failed. Mm. It all depends on luck. Mm. Not all, but like yes, yes. Um, mm-hmm. And also, it's just the taste that the music director is looking for, and just the way of playing. If you're more expressive, like self-expressive, then you should go to the soloist path. If you are um, more of a just solid, safe player, mm-hmm. then you ought to be in an orchestral platform. Like a team platform. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh-huh. Mm, interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, sorry, where are we in your story? You met Josh, but then yes. <laughs> okay, yes. so like everything changed. Yeah, so you know, at what point were you like, I want to teach students. Mm. I want to have my own studio. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, of course, um, I wanted to teach, 
all the orchestral player will teach. Uh, um, but um, so I got married and I got pregnant, I believe on that day. Um, and I had this terrible morning sickness where I couldn't practice even for five minutes. I know, yes, you had worse than me. No, but still. It, it, was, it, it was so frustrating. I was secretly complaining to God, like, why? Like, if you are going to let me not play or practice, why did you even let me go to this school? Like, why isn't it a waste of money for me to go to this school? My, my parents worked really hard for this. Why? And during my pregnancy with my firstborn, I um, came to this book by Henry Nolan in the name of Jesus. And he, exp he shared the, um, his story about where, you know, Henry Nolan, He's very famous, and he, I don't know. Oh, you should read his okay, one of his books. I, I will. <laughs> he's a great writer, and also he's like he was a professor at Yale and Harvard, I believe. But then he was sent to this hospital. Um, I don't know if it's hospital or hospice. So no one cared about who he is. Mm. Every single person would look at him and would just give this strange eye and then would just pass by. Mm. And that point, um, that's when he realized that, uh, he shared that like Jesus temptation, three temptations from Satan. Um, the first one changed this um, rock to bread. He explained that that's um, the temptation of wanting to relate your life to the world you know and that really stroke me and I had this revelation that wow I wasn't relating myself to the Lord mm. I was trying to find my position in the world because that's the point where I moved to New Jersey where I had no friend no connection music field in Rochester I would meet friend gig earn some couple of dollars not a couple of dollars but like money and I would feel useful right but in New Jersey um, I had no one and I felt so left alone I would go to church I would be seen as not as cellist, but as just Josh's wife who is pregnant. And that, and that was not what I wanted, I guess. Mm -hmm. I felt very awkward. That was the new feeling. I needed something, like I needed someone to explain what this is. But, that, but from reading that book, I realized that it was my like sin. I was, I wanted to find my place in the world, but at that point God was inviting me to find my place in him. Mm. So it was just, it was just um, <laughs> crying every day while Josh was gone for work. 
And around that time, I was um, called to this um, praise team that's called TW12. It's true, it stands for True Worshippers 12. Um, they had this classical team. And what they do is they basically give a tour to a certain area in the United States to a Korean church to revive their worship. And we will go play our classical music in the first half and the second half, we would play um, praise worship songs. And yeah, that's that was, I believe from that point, God really called me as a worshiper wow and uh, sorry i'm i'm going i'm going towards your question don't be sorry (laughs) how i began to teaching um yeah so i was called as worshipers i that that was my conviction and then i moved down to atlanta Mm. um it was because of my father-in-law's death we all moved down to Atlanta and I realized that my life shouldn't be the same what's the point of just teaching music it doesn't give you a bread it to most of people it would seem like an extracurricular you know what I mean activities mm-hmm. but I, I knew that music is special. Music can feed your soul. And every people is called to be worshipers. Mm. Not necessarily playing music, but it could be just reciting, like, you know, Psalms. It doesn't have to be like lyrical, you know? So from, that's the point where I decided to teach piano because that's more um, common, more accessible to the people. And also um, I wanted wanted the preschoolers and the like young children to have this experience of playing piano from young age and build up the skill. So eventually when they want to worship God, they would just comfortably play piano. That was the vision that I had. But I was very reluctant because I'm a professional cellist. So I was really hesitant to cross this border mm-hmm. of teaching piano because I had many piano um, um, friends, pianist friends, that almost seemed like I was taking their job. <laughs> yes, but I was praying and God was saying like, just send this message that you will give trial lessons for a month like or two months and i sent the message to you and you have no idea how much i prayed for that because i'm introvert and i'm not a person who of a business type i don't offer things especially when it comes to paying me money for the lessons that i give but yeah i was very convicted I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, wow. Wow. Gee, I had no idea. Like all of the backstory. And I didn't, I mean, I don't need to know because I, like I said, I, I stand by what I said. I think you're so great with 
I mean, you know, particularly Eli, because that's all I see, right? And that's enough for me as a mom and as somebody that wants their own children to, um, you know, like come to love music and mm. and ultimately, right? Because mm. I want them to be able to freely worship God through music yes. one day. And um, to hear you say that, I'm like totally... Mm like shook by it because um yeah I had no idea that that was your conviction and um I'm just processing out loud right now after hearing what you said but and even your text message you guys like honestly (laughs) I was like oh this girl's really bold like (laughs) I know I thought but then I was like I'm like oh that's cool like she you know, she's here in Atlanta and, you know, she's just going to hit the ground running, you know, like, yeah, you yeah, know, just yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. go for it. Uh-huh. And, and it's uh-huh. funny to hear you say this now <laughs> because I had no idea, yes. you yes. know, and I'm like, oh, how great, you know, like, yeah, try a lesson I'm in. Like, you know, I don't have to pay <laughs> that her. That wasn't me. <laughs> that was me filled with spirit. Yeah, but um, that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. So, okay, so. I guess I was under the impression that you taught also while you were in New Jersey, though. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I but only taught um, cello students. Oh, only cello. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <gasps> okay, I see. Yes. So, okay, let's backtrack just a little bit. But, like, when did you learn to play piano then? Uh, like when I was, like, six. Okay, so it's, like, simultaneous. Like, you kind of maintained it? Or... Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Wow, that's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so, I mean, what is... Um, okay, let's start with the least favorite thing. Is there something you don't like about your job now as a music teacher? Hmm. It's 24-7 job. Uh, I guess every teacher can relate to this. Mm-hmm. You're your boss. You said You have to set your boundaries, mm-hmm. but... I'm very passionate about teaching mm-hmm. and learning things and learning the best approach for my students. Mm-hmm. So I would constantly read or watch, like trying to figure out how to make this happen, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would constantly think about it. And so I'm 24-7 working. So I am better now. I set boundaries. Like mm-hmm. I, I set this amount of time I'm going to invest. And other than that, I'll just not work on it. Mm. Man. I know. I love it though. I love that you love it so much. Yes. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, okay. What is the best part about your job? Best part is just walking with student walking through this journey with student mm. like every lesson when there's a click in my student's brain i feel rewarded mm. so let's say and like every such a small thing let's say like eli in our lesson whenever he gets the concept and play very confidently and even say, hmm, I did it without your help. 
Mm. And he would say, I don't need your help. I'm going to do it by myself. Or he would request for a higher level. We have two books. One has like animal prints and the other one has a real music. And whenever he asks for like, I want to try the real music. And he does it. And he feels proud of himself. Mm. That's like huge step. And I'm so grateful for this place where I'm sitting, where I'm just watching your kid, like mm. any parent's kid. And I'm just thankful for this opportunity to be with them and have my input in their lives. That's just amazing. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm super thankful too. But um, yeah, I mean... You know, for for me, it's clear that as a music teacher, you have found your purpose and mm. um, a purpose that is bigger than yourself, right? Mm. Um, but, you know, I have, I don't know too many, but I have met music majors that, um, like, worry about their futures. Right. And I'm curious to to what you might have to say, but um, like yeah, like uh, again, I don't really know too much about the music world, and I would imagine people that are thinking about studying music or going into music or majoring in music kind of already know about the world, but about that kind of world and what their opportunities may be. But for somebody listening that maybe loves music but don't mm-hmm. doesn't quite know yet what the future might look like for them mm, yes. like can you explain maybe in a practical in a practical um way like mm-hmm. what what the different paths might look like as a music yes. major um so if you say music major there are difference between music education major major and music performance major. Okay. Music performance major, it's basically what I've explained so far. Mm. Of course, when it comes to a private music studio, it involves a lot of planning, a lot of logistics. Mm-hmm. And yes, that's, that's my side. The other side is music education major. Um, they learn, I think they learn all the music instruments. They learn trumpet, clarinet, like everything, like <laughs> every um, string instruments, um, woodwind and brass and piano. And the reason is that for them to um, teach in public school settings. Right, right. Uh-huh. So if you love music, you want to pursue music education major, or it could be just general music as well. You apply for a music school. First year, you get to decide what you want to do. And I've seen many, um, not friends, but many um, students who drop out of school because that's not the path that they wanted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they will apply for a business or something. Yeah, I've seen that case too. Um, so after having that degree of music education, you get to, uh, it's the same as um, becoming a public school teacher. Mm-hmm. You go to public school, you see other teachers teach, you teach, and 
yes. So if you want to teach in your know, New York public school, you have to go to, it's best if you go to the school, music school in New York mm. so that you, have, you can take the test right after. I see. I see. You graduate from the school. And usually, I'm, you probably, you might not know the answer, but like state to state, there is a test that you have to take yes. in order to do that. Yes. Okay. Um, I didn't know that music education majors like had to learn a variety of insurance. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. But I guess mm-hmm. like, I mean, I, I guess the concepts would carry over to a lot of them. Yes. I don't know. I was in band and I played clarinet. Ooh. But now that I think about it, my my band teacher did know how to play all the instruments. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I see. Okay. Okay. Um but as a mu- say, you know, someone goes to a music performance route. Mm-hmm. Perf- the one that you were explaining and what you did, like mm-hmm. um so usually that the the path for them to take is either like the orchestra route that you were talking about mm-hmm. or uh, and then a lot of them teach privately right on the yes. side mm-hmm. okay. you can take orchestra or you can uh be you can find your group chamber music group mm-hmm. and as a group you can attend to multiple festivals and be teachers and go to there's a chamber music um, competitions as well oh wow you go to the competition you win the competition that you get known you get more opportunities mm. and as a soloist too you win the competition you get known by many people yeah just step by step okay this is so random Do, yo-yo mob plays the cello yes okay <laughs> okay yes. so like him like like um, how did he become so famous? Um, well, he's very known for the cellist who went to Harvard. Oh, okay. And also um, being an uh, ambassador of multicultural. Oh, okay, I see. Okay, yes. gotcha. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. And he, he is good at, yes. good at cello, yes. yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Of course. I was just so random. I was like, who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But like, if you're really, really, really good at it uh-huh. from the young age, uh-huh. you don't apply for school. Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> the professor or like the musician, like the the master musician, will invite you mm. to school. So there are like certain types of school, like Curtis and also like Colburn in America. They're like excellent music mm. students yes they they um so the school's role is to give them a lot of opportunities to expose themselves like mm. help them become a true artist mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so by the school that a certain musician has graduated you can tell the mm, their musical personalities. So let's say music student, uh, music musician who graduated from Juilliard uh-huh. will be different from music, a musician who graduated from Eastman School of Music. Oh. Like that kind of thing, yes. Interesting. So like, 
when people like that know music hear you play the cello, like what is their kind of their comments about your music personality? Um, me personally, I would ask, who did you study with? Where did you study with? Uh, and like at yes, okay. Mm-hmm. And then that would kind of like explain give you yes, give you the like kind of a vague idea of what that person's path would have been. Oh, that's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay, so like, I'm curious. I mean, I just have to hear you play. I guess I've never really heard you play. I've only heard you play once on Lydia's track. Okay, yes. So Angie's sister-in-law has been on the podcast with me. It's when I grow up, I want to be a homeschooling mom. Mm -hmm. And she also um, makes music, which David produces for her, (laughs) uh, my husband. And so I've heard you play on that. And I was like, oh, like, I remember being like, oh, who is, who's, is this the cello? What is this? Mm -hmm. Like, that was really cool. Um, So I, I momentarily forgot that I have heard you play, but um, <laughs> I, I think it would be amazing to see you play in person. Which one day? Yeah, I, I'm gonna request it. Just okay. <laughs> accept it. Um, but uh, yeah. So, Unji, I, I guess you know, just to kind of end our time together, which I feel like we could talk forever about things. But um, I was wondering what is some maybe advice that you might have for somebody that is thinking about um, studying music or any just life advice at all? Mm. Don't give up on pursuing music because you cannot see the future. Mm. Music is... um, Something that you, it can be worshipped for. But that's not what the music is. Music is a tool that you can use to do many things. Mm. Especially if you're Christian for the Lord, for God. And if you begin to limit the place where you want to be and how you want to be used, then it's only going to frustrate you. So, like, spend time with the Lord. Um, even if you're starting from, like, zero background of what music is, it's okay. Take one step. And as you get closer to that automatic door, God will open the door, and then you take the next step. Mm. Yeah. That's great advice. I just feel like... Um, like what you said uh, in the beginning of your advice <laughs> is like so relevant for people that study music because I, I just feel mm. like yeah you know because you know you're in school to to get a job and make money right but then mm. it's like I feel like, you know, there is so much, so many question marks a lot of times in, in that world. And, um, yeah, don't pursue music or give up 
just yeah. because you don't know what it looks like. But I mean, I feel like that's a testament to a lot of things, right? Like is, not yes. knowing the future. But yes, um, real quick, I'm curious, like, so your parents, did they support you? Like, I mean, it sounds like they did, but like, did they support yes. you through this, uh, through your career of pursuing yes. music? Mm-hmm. Until master's degree, yes. Um, so even like, not just financially, but just they were always encouraging you to move forward? Um, yes. They would always ask me if I want to pursue more. Mm. And I would be sure. Yes, I really want this. Mm. They're very easygoing. <laughs> and they, they and they are the one who prayed to God that God will use me as mm. how he used David to cast out the evil soul from the soul. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So Actually, um, I have a team <laughs> from um, Eastman School. We, I think we just launched a course. We, okay, so we opened this music school called Senore, like Korean Tenore. So Senore ro Chanyang Hara. We got that from that. So we opened, we just launched this and we are about to give the summer course to K through grade five on topic of who created music. And we hope to pursue, like hope to um, expand this music school so that it will be used in the mission field, you know. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is so exciting. I love that. Wait, so like you do this too, this group thing? Yes. So we have the same passion for music. And we believe that people who pursue music think that we basically worship music. Mm. But we believe that music is just simply the tool and our goal is to educate this generation how this culture and specifically related to music has been distorted from creation. So like creation and like there is a like Adam and Eve incident happening. And then from that on how, how, the sin has like destroyed the world and stuff, but not that serious. But yeah, we, our goal is to culturally educate our young generations about the music that they're listening to and what the classical music is about and how to use music properly to praise God. How do I register? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I mean, yes. so important. It's so important. Yes. Um, and so, like, I'm just curious, this this program that you guys are launching, like, this is, like, an online thing or how does uh, it Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you, you go Senore, which is S-E-N-O-R-E-H dot org. Okay. O-R-G, and, yeah. 
And then like, how are you contributing to this program? Um, so each of us, so we have four, uh-huh. including me. Um, we teach each era. So Baroque, classical, no, never mind. Um, Baroque, Renaissance, classical, and Romantic. So I'm teaching Romantic era. <gasps> cool. Oh my gosh, Angie, what don't you do? That's so awesome. <laughs> so many things. <laughs> that you're doing in your life um that's amazing um well before we kind of say goodbye and sign off was there anything you wanted to add or anything i forgot that you maybe wanted to share no you've been a great listener (laughs) i really enjoyed our conversation i feel like i learned so much about you that i should have asked sooner about your life (laughs) (laughs) just hadn't had the chance um thank you so much again ng and you guys if you have any questions about what ng talked about um maybe you're a music major right now and you're just like feeling like you want to talk to somebody that gets it i know that ng would be happy to share with you and talk with you um and chat about all things music because i cannot do that for you so please please feel free to dm me through social media or you can email me at podcastwigu at gmail.com thanks again ng until next time guys bye